If you were a fan of retro cartoon shows, then there's a strong possibility you've seen or at least heard of Courage the Cowardly Dog. It was a creepy, or someone even say disturbing, series that took place in a little house out in the middle of a town called Nowhere, which is essentially a large desert-like area in Kansas. Courage is a sweet yet kind of skittish dog that was taken in by an elderly couple after his parents were kidnapped by an insane veterinarian and launched into outer space. This couple is constantly being accosted by bizarre creatures and strange people who seem to just show up at their house out of nowhere. The old woman, Muriel, couldn't love Courage more, but her husband Eustace can't stand him. He calls him Stupid Dog literally every chance he gets, and has gone so far as to have Muriel kidnapped to get back at the dog. I often wondered why they would have chosen such a horrible human to be the co-star of this kid's show. At first I thought it was maybe just for comedy's sake, but then I started digging a little deeper, and what I discovered was more disturbing than I could have ever imagined. There was an elderly man living out in the middle of the desert in Kansas, named Otto. However, he lived alone, and was literally horrified by the outside world. He was a bit of a hoarder, too. In fact, his house was filled almost completely with the comic sections of his local papers. It seemed that these comics were one of the only things he appreciated in life anymore, and he never wanted to throw them away once he'd read them. He worked at a factory outside of town, and most people that knew him said that he just kept to himself. Anyone who tried to become friends with him on their lunch break or something would be rejected when he would just bury his head in the newspaper and ignore them. That was until a young John Dilworth took a summer job at this factory while staying with a relative in the area. For those of you who don't know, John Dilworth is the creator of Courage the Cowardly Dog. And at that point, he was already an aspiring writer, even at his young age. So an adventure like this was just what he wanted for himself. He was also inspired by the landscape in Kansas and knew that there was probably a story out there somewhere just waiting to be told. Looks like he was right. John was the only person who was ever able to get through to old Otto because he also had the same love for cartoons and animation, which allowed them to have a few brief conversations. John being an observer of people felt he had to find out more about Otto, because it was obvious there was much more than meets the eye with him. John reportedly agreed to go have dinner with Otto and his wife Miriam out at his house in the desert one day, which seemed strange at first, but Dilworth knew it would lead to some interesting conversations at the very least. This visit is said to be the inspiration for the Courage the Cowardly Dog TV series. But how could this one visit have inspired him to come up with this entire show. Well, let's just say when not at work, Otto opened up a lot more. The man was terrified of literally everything and everyone. As soon as John arrived at the house, Otto claimed that they needed to get inside quick or else the weevils were going to get them, which assured John that he was in for a pretty strange night. Miriam wasn't home, and when John asked about her, Otto said that she would be back later, and that they should just start cooking dinner. 
which apparently consisted of two plain turkey sandwiches and this crazy huge flan for dessert. John had suggested that they order something, but Otto wouldn't have it. He kept insisting that if they do, they'll never leave. Whatever that meant. While they were cooking, Otto frantically grabbed John and pulled him down to the floor, out of the way of the kitchen windows, claiming that something was outside looking in at them. They stayed huddled on the ground for a few minutes until Otto forgot about it and started working on the flan again. Most people would have left at this point, but again, John was curious about people, and he knew he had stumbled across something truly strange. He also had to see what his wife was like. Did she take care of Otto, or was she just as out of it as he was? So he figured he would stick around for just a couple hours longer. Otto began to show his comic collection to him, which was truly astounding. He had collected every single comic from several various local papers, all the way back since their inception in the 1950s, and he had them cataloged in order by date and category. So for example, if one of them was a comic about sports, it was in the sports section and the applicable date. If it was about monsters, it was in the monsters section with the applicable date. Only when he would explain them, he wouldn't talk about them as a normal person would. It was almost like he thought they were part of the actual news. At one point when John mentioned them being well-written fiction, Otto just stared at him in confusion. This was when Otto started talking about the Others. These were apparently entities who would show up in the middle of the night. He said that they came in many shapes and sizes, and showed John examples of several of them in his comics, also mentioning that it took a great amount of courage to get them to go away. John began to understand now just how much of Otto's world was clearly meshed within these comics. All of a sudden, it sounded like someone was jiggling at the door, although it was windy out, so John wasn't sure if anyone was really there. Otto immediately stood up, though, and yelled, Miriam, did you forget your key again? What happened next is apparently the moment that sparked the entire idea for the Courage series. Otto opened the door, revealing that there wasn't a soul outside, aside from a scarecrow out in the distance. John thought that Otto would just close the door and chalk it up as a mistake, but he continued talking to someone out there, telling Miriam to get inside and get away from the weevils. John stood up and gently put his hand on Otto's shoulder. She's not there, Otto, John said before Otto quickly slammed the door. He turned towards John and seemed like he had completely changed his tune towards him, as if John had done something to seriously offend him. You're one of them, aren't you? John backed away from Otto, pretty confused by this, and becoming increasingly worried. You shouldn't have come out here. I've got you now, though. Just like all your little friends. Terrified, John ran to his phone on the table to call the police. But as soon as he grabbed it, Otto pulled down a double-barrel shotgun, which had been mounted on the wall, and fired it at the ceiling. The gunshot blast nearly knocked John off his feet. Put it down! Otto screamed. John tossed the phone on the ground, but not before he'd hit send to make an emergency call. You need to get in the basement. Now. Otto commanded. John was terrified at this point, and started begging Otto to let him leave. But Otto wouldn't budge. He forced John through a door leading downstairs, 
where he smelled an aroma which he'd never experienced in his entire life. It was as if something had been rotting down there for months. Otto then pushed him into the pitch blackness and slammed the door on him, bolting it shut. John had a lighter on him and lit it up. He finally knew what the source of the horrific scent was. There was a body of an old rotting woman. Her eye sockets sunken in, just sitting there on a rocking chair. A mummified little dog in her lap. John screamed and ran back up the stairs, pounding on the door to let him out. But there was no response. Then John started to smell smoke coming from outside the door. He kept pounding and pounding until, suddenly, the door just opened and a police officer was standing there who helped him run out of the house. The police said that Otto had purposely lit the house on fire once they had arrived. Luckily, the fire department was eventually able to put out the fire, but not before it burned up most of the upstairs. It was later determined that the woman in the basement of the house was Miriam, who had died many years earlier, as well as their dog, Cooper. It seems that Otto could not accept Miriam's death and just kept her down there with the dog, imagining that she was still in the house with him. It turns out there were also literally dozens of unsolved missing person cases in Kansas from around the time Otto was living out there, and he became their key suspect for them although they just never had the evidence to convict. Mostly because investigators could never coax any sort of clear confession. He would always just say the missing persons were taken by a sandworm or something else incoherent like that, and he would never take any deals that they would offer. Years later, Dilworth began writing Courage the Cowardly Dog episodes, based on the different characters that Otto had showed him throughout that night, changing the name of the real-life people, of course. The story is about an evil barber, an insane television producer, and a salesman who carried around an evil cat, were just a few to mention, which inspired episodes. So if you notice that parts of the show ring true, it's because at least much of it is. And I truly hope that one day someone will gather something from one of the episodes, possibly connecting it with a missing person. Although that doesn't seem promising. The most likely possibility is that they'll just remain a part of the dark legend which inspired the strange little town called Nowhere. <laughs>